All right, so we move into hour number two. Here's how it sets up the rest of the way. We were going to do Josh Cribbs right now, but we'll do him next segment. So that opens up a segment for you right now. 1-800-636-8686. You can talk about the hood and the fact that things have come to an end there, or you can react to what we just had in terms of a conversation with Bruce Feldman. What about Bama? Bama fan, I mean, the hell is the matter with you anyway? You don't have a take on this. And I'm getting phone calls, but I'm trying to get the right phone calls. I want to know who you want to be your head coach. I want your reaction to your guy stepping down. Did you see it coming? What's your reaction? Are you in mourning? Is that why you can't get on the phone and tell me what you think about that? He's gone. He's gone. The question is, who do you hire? So Bruce Feldman and I talked about about a half dozen candidates, and it's really interesting. To me, without question, I would have gone right to Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning's the guy. Dan Lanning has been there. Dan Lanning is young. He's energetic. He understands NIL, the portal. People respond to him. I love Dan Lanning. And you want to know what else? I love that he's not available. I think that he made a great choice. Why be that guy? Why be that guy to follow that guy when he's got an amazing situation right where he is? And that he built this thing. And that, as Bruce Feldman points out, you know, they're going into the Big Ten. So there's a question mark right there. And we're not sure how that plays out. But they're arguably the favorite to win the Big Ten next year. This guy can win. And he's very happy where he is. His family's happy where it is. He can contend for. And even if they haven't won a national championship, that's not to say that he can't win one there. I think he made the right decision. Now, having said that, if I were Bama, that's the first guy I would have gone to. But he's off the board. So where do you go next? Why don't we talk about some of these things? Bama fan, if you're not going to give me your thoughts on it, I'm going to give you my thoughts. What about Dabo? Dabo would seem like a no-brainer. Or Dabo would have been a no-brainer a few years back. Dabo played at Bama. You got to think deep down, deep down, that would be a dream job for him. Even though he turned Clemson into an absolute monster. But it makes so much sense. He played there. He beat Nick straight up for a couple of national championships. You know what you're getting. But the program has taken a bit of a slide. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying that the game has passed him by. Far from it. I'm just not sure that Dabo is embracing a lot of the changes in the game. And dominating those changes that are so necessary right now. The portal. NIL. You know, you got to be out in front of that. You have to embrace that. You have to take advantage of it. It's real. And I'm not sure that he is. That's not to say that he won't, but I don't think he has yet. So what I'm saying is a few years ago, that would have been a no-brainer. I don't think it is right now. In fact, I wonder how much Bama would even want him. I bet there are others they might prefer over Dabo. Where do you come out on that? I think that the most interesting one is Lane. Lane Kiffin, brilliant offensive mind. You know he's fearless. You know he would not be afraid to go in there and be the guy to follow the goat. But I wonder if he makes Bama a little bit nervous with his antics. The guy's going to win. The guy knows the conference. He knows his way around Tuscaloosa. But I wonder if he makes the administration a little bit nervous, which is kind of funny to say because in the SEC, the hell they care about anything other than winning. But also, I wonder, like Bruce Feldman said, if maybe it hurts him that 
he did spend a lot of time tweaking Nick. Will that matter or not? I don't know. Sark is interesting. What about Sark? Sark went to Alabama and resurrected his career and his life. And then he went to Texas and he resurrected that program. But like I thought Bruce Wellman made a great point. He followed Tom Herman. Following Tom Herman, my guy, is not the same as following the GOAT. And is Alabama really that much of a better job than the one Sark has right now? I'd make the same argument for Sark that I made for Dan Lanning. Probably comfortable in Austin, building his own program, in a place where he can win a national championship. Why leave? Like, what does Alabama have to offer Sark that Texas doesn't have to offer Sark? Tradition, maybe? I don't know. Is it a better job? I'm not sure it is. So I'm not sure Sark is the guy either. So then you go to Kaelin DeBoer. Kaelin DeBoer, to me, is the most interesting wild card in all of this. Because the guy is a coach's coach. I mean, everybody loves him. He's an unbelievable coach. He's won everywhere he's been. He's done an incredible job at Washington. He's great in terms of scheme. He's great in terms of motivation. He's a great communicator. He understands the changing landscape. I think the guy's awesome. I love him. But he's never been in the SEC. And the SEC is a different world. Would that give you pause if you're Bama? This is really fascinating. And the fact that they're going to make their decision within 72 hours. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. one 800 I'm just looking at this right now. Where do you come out? Hey, listen, Chowds, I'm still talking to you too. Who would you like to see be your next head coach? That's also a topic on the table. I've got Josh Cribbs coming up next segment. I've got the What's Your Beef segment. If you're holding out for that, we're still going to beef at the top of the hour. 1140, Tom Curran will join us, and he'll break down the dynamics of what happened with the Patriots. All right, let's go to the phones. We go to Austin. Bruce in Austin. Good to have you, Bruce. How are you? How you doing, Ken, folks? Good, dude. How are you? Uh, well, a little missed, but I mean, I saw it coming a long ways out. I really did. And I said a long time ago, I thought he would win his, at least win a natty before he bailed. But he just saw with the NIL... And like you said earlier, all this confusion, it was just too much for old boy. He would rather wake up in the morning, grab a coffee and a couple little Debbies and chill out. You know, maybe so, right, Bruce? But the thing about Nick Saban that's amazing to me, he might have been like the oldest of the old school, but he adapted. He evolved. He morphed. He changed with the game. He won in different ways. You know, let's not forget, he's the guy that brought in Lane Kiffin. He's the guy that brought in Sark. He's the guy that brought in guys that could help him modernize his offense. This was not just that, like, like I'll tell you what, the hood, I would argue, is not that guy. Still a great coach, especially defensively. But look at the hood's offense. Look at what happened to that program. Nick Saban, the amazing thing about Nick Saban is every single year, He sent so many guys to the NFL. Every single year, he lost so many great assistants. Look at his tree. 
Look at the hood's rotting tree, a horrible tree, but look at Nick Saban's tree. He's had so many amazing assistant coaches go on and dominate as head coaches. What's amazing to me about Nick Saban is he could lose all this talent every single year, both on the field and with his staff, and it never seemed to matter. He would just reload. He would just replace these guys. So this whole thing about how he just didn't want to change with the changing landscape or he just got sick of this, I think to a certain extent that's true. But don't tell me he can't because he did. He evolved. He modernized everything about that program. He was still winning. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that this guy could still win at a very elite level? They were down and out this year. He brought them back. I would argue that he did as good a job coaching this year as he's ever done. He had Michigan on the ropes. He could have been in the natty. He could have ripped another ring. I'll tell you what I wonder. I wanted to get into this with Bruce Feldman, but we ran out of time. I wonder if he did what he says he does. You know, I'm just going to wait until the end of the year and get with Miss Debbie and we're just going to, or Miss Terry, and we're just going to and have a few Debbies and we're just going to reassess the whole thing like we do every single year. I wonder if that's how that went down. I wonder if he waited until the end of the year and they went to the lake house or they got away and he thought about it. Although it seemed like it was still business as usual. He was still working. I wonder if that's the case. Or I wonder if maybe he knew earlier. I wonder if maybe he knew midseason. I wonder if maybe he knew going into the season. Because the one thing we know about him, and this has been said, this was not a guy that was going to say ahead of the year, this is my last year. You know why I know that? Because that's the ultimate rat poison. Rat poison. Distraction. He was not going to do a victory tour and have something that was going to be a distraction to what he was trying to get done. He's the last guy in the history of the world that would have done it that way. But that doesn't mean that he didn't decide before the year started. I'm really curious when he decided that this was it. In the last few days? Yesterday? Before the year? I don't know. But who is the most logical replacement? Bama fan, who do you want? Who do you want to replace Nick Saban, and who wants to be the one to follow the one? It takes a rare dude. It's going to take a really rare coach to step into that situation because nobody's going to have that kind of success. Not there, not anywhere. The system's no longer set up like that. And then I want to bounce back to Belichick really quickly. What do you think the market is for Bill Belichick? There's two schools of thought here. If you have a chance to hire the GOAT, you hire the GOAT. The other school of thought is, you know what? He's not what he was. And he's certainly not what he was with Tom Brady. And if he needs total power and control, that could also be a problem. I kind of fall in the middle of all that. I'm not saying it's an automatic hire because he's the GOAT. I'm not even sure I would take him over Pete Carroll at this point. And I'm not saying that for effect. I mean that. I'm not sure that I would take that guy over Pete Carroll at this point. Carroll, I know, has got that energy. Carroll, I know, wants it badly. I think there's a conversation there. At the same time, I don't think that Belichick turned into Matt Patricia without Tom Brady. He's not that guy either. He's still a damn good coach. He's still a great coach. He's still an elite coach. But he needs to find an elite fit. 
where can this guy coach where he can do what he wants, and how much power is he willing to cede? How much power is he willing to give up? Because I I don't think that at age 71, given how far the Patriots have fallen, this guy can walk right in and say, give me control of the operation the way he had with the Patriots. He doesn't have that kind of hammer. He doesn't have that kind of leverage. He's no longer that guy. But still a damn good coach. All right, so I've laid out my thoughts on that. I want your thoughts on that. Let's get a phone call in here really quickly. Matt in Providence. Good to have you, Matt. How are you? Hey, Romy. Long time, first time. I'll keep it short and sweet. I was at the game. Bledsoe got knocked out. Always been a Brady guy. And Belichick, over the last five years, has done zero. Zero with draft picks. Zero with trades. Yeah, he's done stuff, but none of it is translated. And here's just a little fact, and I'll, I'll hang up. But when Brady was here... You know, you'd spend 800 to $1,000 for nosebleed tickets. Now, with the mighty Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, you can go to a Patriot game for $2. That's just, they're awful. And Bill Belichick needs to go. And, hey, if all your callers want to take him on their teams, by all means, take him. I'll take Matt Patricia over Bill Belichick at this point. <laughs> wow, my man, Matt. All right. Like, bam! I would take Matt Patricia over Bill Belichick. Wow, Dude, no, you wow, wouldn't. Wow, wow, you were wow. making perfect sense. I was with you all the way until the very end of that phone call. Everything you said is true, dude. I was with you on everything you said until you said, hey, man, you want, by the way, I would take Matt Patricia right now over Bill Belichick. Sure, you wouldn't. <laughs> what, are you going to take Joseph, the leader of men, judge, also over Bill Belichick right now? This ain't some clown show organization. Let's not get crazy. But no, I, if you're a Patriot fan saying, you know what, I've seen enough. It was great. It was awesome. It was the best of times. It'll never be like that ever again, but it's time. He has to go. Yes, I get that. But don't come in here and tell me you would take Matt Patricia over Bill Belichick. No, you wouldn't. Matt Patricia wouldn't take Matt Patricia over Bill Belichick. Nobody would, except you, my brother. Brother. If you were saying it to be funny, so be it. At least we know that Belichick can still coach a defense because the Pats' defense is still very good. We don't know that Patricia can coach a defense. Because the Eagles' defense was a disaster when they gave him control of the defense, which is why they made a move in the middle of the year because they were panicked and they were a disaster. And he took that disaster and he made it even worse. Their thought was, we got to make this move. It couldn't possibly get any worse. And then it did. So no, you're not taking Matt Patricia over Bill Belichick. I'm not even taking Matt Patricia over Sean Desai. And he took his spot. I mean, come on. Let's not get crazy with this, all right? All right, we'll take a break. I've got Josh Cribbs, legend, coming up next. Talk some Browns football. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet $5 on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Be sure to use my code ROME, R-O-M-E, if you want that deal. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
I mean, how are you going to beat that deal? You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. However, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. Jim Rome with you on this Thursday. Talking about Bama. Seems to me there are good options. Several good options, but not that one no-brainer. All right, let's go back to the pro game for a minute. If you're on hold, stay there. Phone call's coming up. But we are joined right now by a former NFL wide receiver and a return specialist and a damn good one at that. He played 10 years for the Browns, the Jets, the Colts, three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, a member of the NFL 2000's All-Decade team, host of, co-host in fact, the return with Josh and Maria Cribbs show. He is Josh Cribbs. Josh, it's been a minute. It's great to have you on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. What's up, Jim? What's it's up, my dude? Minute, like you said, man, but thanks for having me. Dude, it's so yes. good to get caught up. So good to get caught up. So good to see you. Thanks for joining us via Zoom. So let me get your thoughts. You played your college ball in Ohio at Kent State. You went on. You had an amazing career with the Browns. You still live in Cleveland. You know that fan base as well as anybody. Set the scene for us. What is the vibe and the mood like in C-Town as the Browns get ready to take on the Texans Saturday? It is very electric. Cleveland and and in Ohio, for that matter, for the whole Browns nation, we're watching. We're ready. Everybody is getting goosebumps. We see something on the verge of Lake Erie that hasn't happened before. This team led by a, a head coach who's head coach of the year, who's bringing this team back into the forefront, unlike any injuries on top of injuries. We're ready. We're primed. I, I, I'm, I have a case of Flacco fever. I didn't at first because it's, it's amazing for me because I played against Joe Flacco in the Ravens several times, several years. And to be, to be cheering for him in the way that I am, it's weird, but it's still electrifying at the same time because the Browns are on their way. I love that, Josh. That is so great. Josh Cribbs joining us. It's weird, given how many times you knocked heads with them when you played. You know, it's kind of inside of you to to not like the guy at all, and now you're all about the guy. Let me ask you another part about that. You're 40. You're 40 now. This dude's about to turn 39, and he was cut by the Jets. There was no interest in him from anybody else in the NFL. How blown away are you by what he's doing, what he's doing? Because he's doing a lot more than just managing games. is the reason why I think Coach Stefanski wins Coach of the Year. There was no story like this when Coach Coach Stefanski was a rookie head coach. He was the top story, bringing this quote-unquote franchise out of the dark into the light. But the story right now is Joe Flacco with a Nick Chubb and all the stars that we have. But no, it's Joe Flacco with a host of 
backups who are playing as a team and is led by Coach Stefanski. And, and to have Joe Flacco come off the bench, come off the couch, where weeks ago he was probably enjoying a nice beer, watching football himself, and got a call like, oh, the Browns. And to now be leading this post he's done several years in a row, I think it's just amazing. Josh Cribbs joining us. It's incredible. You mentioned Nick Chubb. Shoot me straight, Josh. When he went down with that knee injury in September 18th, honestly, what went through your mind? Did you think the season was over in that moment? In that moment, I was so sick to my stomach, as uh, as was a lot of it. The game, even though we were playing the, the still humble guy that you would love to root for, was gone, and it happened in an instant. So to see that and to understand what the Browns have come through, I, I didn't think that they had a shot because that that wasn't the only injury. There was injury on top of injury, injury. To see the where they are now, remarkable, Jim. It's incredible. Josh Cribbs joining us. Josh, the one thing is – Defense has been great. The defense has been lights out. You've got Miles Garrett, who we know is an absolute beast. How do you see the matchup, Josh, between C.J. Stroud and the Texans' offense against a Browns' D, which has been so great this year? I'm glad you said it correctly, because a lot of people were C.J. Stroud versus Joe Flacco. That's the case. C.J. Stroud is going against the guys up front. Not only that, but the, the trio, Denzel Pro Bowler, Denzel Ward, make them know your name, charity shirt. Denzel Ward, Ed Newsom, and Martin Emerson, who also was supposed to be a, a, a Pro Bowler. However, they have the best grade as a, as, a, as a pair and as a trio in the NFL. So they'll be going up against C.J. Stroud. And he had, he's, I don't want to take nothing from C.J., but he has his work cut out for him. He's been playing good. He's a, a force for them, and he is their future. However, Browns is coming back to town, and this ain't the regular season, and they're ready. Josh Cribbs joining us. Josh, I got to ask you, because you and I used to have so many conversations when you were just tearing it up. I want you to go back for a minute. You were such an incredible return man and a threat to take it to the house every single time you touched it, scoring 11 touchdowns on returns. I want to know, how much of your success do you think was a result of pure speed? And then how much of it was your just being utterly fearless and always blocking out the possibility that you could take a massive hit or get totally blown up on a return by the opposition? You know, that, uh, that's a really good question because um, our unit, our special teams unit, those guys fought for me as if they were the guys that's running the, running the ball. They would come to me even through, throughout penalties. Uh, Ray Ventrone, Bubba Ventrone, the current coordinator, uh, special teams coordinator for the Browns, he was one of the guys blocking for me on punt return and kick return. And we also was next to each other on kickoff cover. So we had we were in a league of our own. And I, I was I love to cover just as much as I love to return. So knowing both responsibilities and having a bunch of guys all moving towards one goal, kind of like this Browns team is now, I think uh, helped catapult me and set me in a league of my own because 
I, I'm not known just as a returner, uh, top returner. When you mentioned top returns, uh, I was a top cover guy as well in this football league for years, and I enjoyed it and loved it more than I did returning. Dude, I, I love that you just said that. Explain that to me. How could you, because you were so explosive and so amazing as a return man, why did you enjoy being a cover guy more than a return man? Oh, man. To see these guys, every accolade that I would get year by year, they would have me as bulletin board material. They would do the press conferences. I seen even Belichick got on there. We got, if we stop cribs, uh, we'll, we'll do good. If we do this, we'll do good. And it was all against me. And I just love to have the chance to return the favor. I would have just as many uh, uh, accolades and uh, uh, success covering and making tackles, forcing fumbles on coverage. And I had so much fun. Guys try to tackle me. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, you tackle me. Now it's my turn. I think that's awesome. Josh Gribbs joining us. Uh, I think that's awesome where you turned that thing on its head and went the other way with it. Listen, before I let you go, I did mention off the top, you're co-hosting a program with your wife. It's a video podcast. It's available on YouTube and The X. How much are you enjoying being a content creator, and what's it like to host a show with your wife? Man, I love it. It has its ups and downs. Don't tell my wife. I hope she's not around. But uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, to get our perspectives because it's and uh, a lot of other things bleed for commentary. But the fandom here in Cleveland, around the country for the Browns, NFL football, all things Cleveland, the entertainment part, the trending stories, we love to talk about it. And it's exciting for the both of us. I love it. I love it. Josh Graves, former NFL wide receiver, a return specialist, and don't forget, an extraordinary cover man as well. It's a big game this weekend, Texans and Browns. Josh, so good to get caught up with you, man. I appreciate it. Great to hear your voice. Great to see your face. And really good to have you on the show, man. Thank you very much. Jim, man, have me back anytime. I love you, baby. You too, bro. (laughs) Josh Graves from his own dog pound. Man, love that energy. Hey, Browns Nation, how you feeling now? He was shot out of a cannon. They're fired up. They're ready. Josh Cribbs. So we had Nick Casario on yesterday, who was absolutely awesome. Texans v. Browns. Great matchup. Who you got? What are you doing with that one? All right, phone lines are ringing. I like it. 1-800-636-8686. Again, the coaching carousel. You lost three icons. Well, three icons no longer have their jobs. Nick Saban, by choice, he walks away. Pete Carroll did not want to walk away from his gig. I haven't even gotten to him yet. And Bill Belichick pretty clearly wanted to stay where he was, but he's moving on. I'm talking to every one of those fan bases. What's your reaction to the news, and who do you want to see replace the guys, the icons, the goats that you had? Bama fan, Patriot fan, Seattle fan. Your reaction to the announcements and who do you want to see coach your team? Or if you're another fan of another team, do you want Bill Belichick? Do you want Pete Carroll? What are the best fits? I want to get into all that and we'll hit the phones when we return. Right now, here's a sports update for you. Here's Rich Ackerman.
Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. My thanks to Josh Gribbs, C-Town. You know, C-Town, the bottom line is, for so long, for so many years, I was the one here from the national pulpit saying it's about you, C-Town, America's team, America's team, America's team. And then, you know, frankly, America's creep came in, and then I lost a lot of my enthusiasm. And then Flacco comes in. Like, again, this, this notion that Josh Cribbs, Josh Cribbs played when he played a member of the all-2000s team. He's not that much older than Flacco. He's a year older than Flacco. And Flacco is there doing these incredible things. It's mind-blowing to me. C-Town, you can come in here also. Now, this is a big Texans house. You know that. You heard the love that I had for them. You heard the love I have for Nick Casario. You heard Nick Casario break down, smack off 30 in the field. There's a lot of jungle karma there. But C-Town, you are more than welcome to join the proceedings. You can tell Josh Cribbs, man, he's feeling it. He is so excited. He's a member of that Browns family. Love the matchup. It's going to be great. What are your thoughts? Bama fan, if they're going to hire a coach in the next 72 hours, have you gotten over the shock yet that the dictator's gone? He's gone. Have you gotten over that shock? Or if you want to share your shock, hit me up. Who do you want to replace him? As I mentioned right when Josh Cripps came on, I think there are good options, but I don't think there's a no-brainer. Dan Lanning would have been my pick. He's taken himself off the table. He's out of the running. Who would you want to replace him? Patriots fan, who do you want to replace the hood? If you're another team with an opening, do you want the hood? 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the phones. We go to Rob in OKC. Hey, Rob, good to have you. What's going on? Hey, Romy. Thanks for the vibe, man. Hey, the intertwined, I guess, the top of the two conversations, uh, if I had to choose between Carroll and Belichick, I would, as a Chargers fan, I would, I would take Belichick simply because he understood what it took for Brady to succeed. He gave him a line to protect him. I think he would do the same thing with Herbert. You know, because that's kind of some, you know, the last few years, Herbert's not really much, had much of an O-line protecting, especially Lindsley. Now, I hear, understand, is retiring because of his heart thing. But personally, I would love to have Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh would be a great fit for the Chargers. I think he'd get all the clones in L.A. to pay their child support. And has anybody ever heard from Sean from Bogahaw, that clone ever get a life? Anyway, man, thanks for the line. Warhol bringing his cheating ways to the Chargers because you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And I hope he hires Staley again just to fire his ass again. Thanks, Romy. I'm out. <laughs> My man. Rob in OKC. That was funny. I hope he hires Staley again just so he can get his ass fired again. If I'm Bill you Belichick. Stop asking that question. If I'm Bill Belichick, the job that I want is the Charger job. That to me is the best job. 
It's the best job because you have your franchise quarterback. It's the best job because you already have a very talented defense that's underachieving. He'd fix that in a second. Belichick could do that. You wonder, if you're Belichick, how long do you want to coach, right? Is he going to coach three years? Is he going to coach 15 more wins than walk it off? Does he have five years in him? I really don't know. I don't know about his energy. I don't know. Like, I look at Pete Carroll, and I know that dude's got energy. Lots of energy. Crazy energy. I know he wants it badly. Belichick's always been a tough read because he's just such a curmudgeon and won't let you in. I think that Belichick, as I mentioned earlier, not only wants that record, but I think he's going to have a chip on his old man's shoulder too. He's going to want to prove that he can win. He knows. He knows Brady left him and left and won a ring right away. And he knows that when Brady left him, that Belichick hasn't won Jack since he left. Trust me, this guy is motivated. I'm not saying that he wrecked his legacy. I am saying that if he sticks around and keeps losing more games than he wins, it's going to ding his legacy slightly. But I think he's motivated. I think the Charger gig, from Belichick's standpoint, is the best gig. However, from the Charger's standpoint, I don't think they're going to want to pay him. And I don't think they're going to want to give him the power that he's going to want. Again, the question, how much power is he going to want? I think a logical dropping-off point or destination is Atlanta. I think that makes sense. No, he does not have a quarterback, but he's in a pretty easy division where he can win games, where he can get back to the postseason, and he has talent, and he has pieces, and I think that he has an owner that's going to stay the hell out of his way. And I think in terms of, quote, alignment, they'd work that out. I think the Chargers are the best spot for him, but I think the Falcons might be the most likely spot for him. Where do you come out? Let's go to North Carolina. Greg, good to have you. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Seattle fan, raised there. My family's still there. Uh, It's bittersweet for Pete, you know, Pistol Pete, man. Uh, But I I like where he landed. He's staying with the program. Uh, He hired John Schneider back in the day. So that marriage is, is still there. It sticks. Um, we still got a great roster on paper. I'd like to see us take another step forward. Uh, Dan Quinn's got to be that guy. I think a lot of us uh, in the bubble in C-Town is, is, is rooting for Dan Quinn to get that one. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how the, the cookie crumbles. But Pistol Pete, man, he brought everything we needed in that franchise. Mike Homer's a bum. Uh, he also cracked for too long. Making that move for Russ Wilson was huge. Uh, building that D, I uh, can't be even happier for Pete. He's staying with the program. It's bittersweet. I'm out. All right, nice job, Greg. Thank you very much. Did you say Mike Holmgren was a bum? No bum smack, bro. Especially for an all-time coach. But what you said about Pete Carroll is true. Look, the guy did an incredible job. He, w- he was an absolute icon. And did an amazing job with that program. And like I said yesterday, had he not just handed the ball off on the one, he would be an all-time legend. And I could even make the argument that he is a legend of sorts. Listen, I wouldn't be so sure that he's going to stay there. You know, your whole point about, hey, you know, it's kind of tough. It's kind of bittersweet. But at least we got him. We got him in the facility. This guy wants to coach. 
You have him in the facility until somebody dangles a pretty good head coaching job. I, I would not consider that a lock. Scout wants to coach. He said it. I competed as hard as I could to keep this job as a coach. How about this? How about Alabama hiring Pete Carroll? That'd be fun. You could go back there and cheat. Go back there and... How about a guy going... Almost nobody goes from college to the pros and has success. Pete Carroll did. Of course, he was already in the pros and went back to college. And then went back to the pros. How great would it be if you went back to college and had success? Yeah, I would not assume that you're going to have that guy. I think that if a coaching opportunity comes along, he absolutely is going to take that. The beefs are coming in. And they should. I've got a beef segment coming up in about 10 minutes. All right. So we need a hard pivot. We need to switch up. I still have Tom Curran coming up at 1140. He will break down the Patriots situation completely because there's nobody better on that beat than Tom Curran. However... The beef segment is coming. If you're new to the program, we beef once a week in season. You can hit me up. You can beef about anything you want. Let me get one more phone call in here before we go to the break. Let's go to North Carolina. Rich, appreciate the phone call, Rich. How are you? Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Thanks for the vine. I appreciate it. Uh, Just going to give you my take on I would much rather have Pete Carroll come to Carolina than I would uh, Belichick, but I'm sure Temper Tepper really wants to have the splashy hire of Belichick. And I just I think Pete Carroll would do a much better job with Bryce Young, and I hope we can actually see him come to Charlotte and turn this team around. Uh, appreciate you, Jim. War Sit Terrence from Sierra Madre coming and ripping the strap and smack off 30. I'm out. All right, Rich, appreciate it. Thanks so much. So I had posed the question, and to me it's, it's not a no-brainer at all. Who would you rather have? Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick at this juncture of their careers? Both about the same age. Who would you rather have? He just said, I'd rather have Pete Carroll, but I bet David Tepper Tantrum would rather have Belichick. Belichick's not going anywhere near that gig. Belichick is not going anywhere near that gig. Belichick is not going to work for an owner that meddles. David Temper, Tepper, Tantrum is the most involved, meddlesome owner in the league. I do have patience. He's like the second coming of Dan Snyder, but not as bad of a guy. He's not going there. I love this guy saying, I have patience. You do? I do have patience. Frank, quote, Reich didn't even last as long as Herb the Perv. Frank Reich. One thing for you to roll in and berate and question Frank Reich. Frank Reich. I think Belichick would put up for that for one second from you, dude. He's not going there. And again, I don't think that Belichick at this age wants anything to do with a rebuild. He already presides over one of the worst teams in the NFL. Why would he want to preside over the worst team in the NFL? He's not leaving one horrible team for a team that's even worse. For an owner that's going to be up in his space the entire time he's there. I don't see that as any possibility. What's your beef? You can beef about anything you want. Call right now with a beef. 1-800-636-8686. Call with the beef. Take your beef to the X. 
Hit me up at Jim Rome. Email me at beef, Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. Man, this show is flying. Hey, one more programming note. You've got the Lions and the Rams. Incredible matchup. I had a conversation yesterday for the Jim Rome podcast with a former Lion great, but a Bears great too, Eric Kramer. Very heavy. Very intense. I don't know if you know what he's endured the last several years. Eric Kramer tried to take his own life. Eric Kramer went into a motel room in the Valley, here in Southern California, with a 9 millimeter, and he shot himself and somehow survived it and has written a book about it and talks about it. And there was so much trauma in his life. I think a lot of you remember the player and remember the guy. I used to have Eric Kramer on the show all the time. I loved having him on the show. Played his college ball at Pierce College before he transferred. Talk about 818 for life. He was an 818 native. My man Eric Kramer, if I'm not mistaken, was born in Canoga Park, of all places. Not far from where I grew up. That's the Jim Rohn Podcast. So it's heavy, but it's really important and really interesting. So look for that. When we come back, the beef segment. Beef about anything you want. One line open, one 800 636 8686. You're in the jungle. I'm 